The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Rivers, here comes the reverse to Jannard Davis, throwing towards the end zone. He's got a man. Touchdown, Ricky Smalling. Touchdown, Illinois. And the Illini have taken the lead. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to kickoff is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini football. Corbin's in the open, 30, 40, midfield, 40 of Wisconsin, 30 of the Badgers, still on his feet, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Today, the Illini are home to match up with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Kick on the way, plenty of distance, it is good! Chase McLaughlin, 53 now, from historic Memorial Stadium on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. We say welcome into the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Despite a solid offensive output last Saturday, Illinois coming off a 54 31 loss at Nebraska. The Iowa Hawkeyes had high hopes for this season, but they're now mired in a three-game losing streak. Those old losses all coming by one possession. They fell last Saturday to Northwestern, 14 to 10. This game will kick about 2.30 or so, so let's start with the opening drive brought to you by Harriet's Rents, Tents and Events, and Warden Martin Buick GMC Service. Lauren Tate here with me. Good to see you, sir. And... Uh, I don't know how to think about this game anymore because it's November and already crazy things are happening in the Big Ten today. Well, that's right. <laughs> they, they're, they're happening every week, and, and we don't know what to think about Minnesota. They're hanging in against Northwestern. I guess it's 13-7 to 7 the last I saw, and you know, Ohio State's trailing by 7 at halftime. I don't know what's going on there. Maryland's is just breaking some long runs on them, some Michigan, huge runs. Michigan State's up a field goal against Nebraska, just 3 to nothing in that game out in Lincoln. So a little bit of nutty stuff. You know, Iowa has owned this series with Illinois as of late. They've won four straight. Illinois' rushing offense, pretty good this year. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got a top-10 rushing offense against a top-10 rushing defense. So that, who's going to win? That, I mean, Iowa's got the defense. Illinois has got the offense in the running game. And, uh, you know, Iowa's offense is not that strong. Maybe Illinois can play a little defense today, I hope. That would be a welcome sight for Illini fans after last week's uh, performance out in Nebraska. And, you know, the other issue is Iowa's got this – NFL prospect tight end Noah Fant. He's not been targeted much in the last couple of games, and folks in Iowa are wondering what's going on there. And they had hopes that they would compete for a division title. Well, they were right on the edge. I mean, you got to win the close games. Two years ago, they won the close games, went undefeated during the regular season, and that's what it, that's what it comes down to. The last with with Iowa, they're always in the ball game. They are, and they've been a remarkable. Uh, team of consistency with 20 years under Kirk Ferentz, the dean of Big Ten coaches here now, and he could get his 150th win today as a Big Ten coach. They've been consistent, and he's going to have 150 wins very soon, I'm sure, but the fans aren't happy because they want more. Yeah. <laughs> if you give fans whatever you give fans, they want more. 
if you if you're eight and two, they want to they want to know why they didn't win the championship if they lose the next game, you know. And and where Illinois is now, of course, we want more because we couldn't be any lower, right? <laughs> Indeed. All right, Lauren, appreciate you stopping by for the opening drive. Enjoy the game. We'll hear you again soon. All right. That's the opening drive. And we're underway on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement and planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. In a moment, the first word with Brian Barnhart plus former Illini kicker Jason Rita will be here too. And I've got an audio tribute to seniors here on Senior Day. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. We are making our way towards kickoff here on Senior Day for Illinois against Iowa at Memorial Stadium. Welcome back alongside uh, Brian Barnhart. I'm Scott Beatty. It's time for the first word. Brought to you by Warden Martin Buick, GMC Service, and Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events. Great to see you, Brian, and our special guest with us, former Illini kicker Jason Rita, the all-time points leader for the Illini, 267. <laughs> you look a little sheepish when I say that. Oh, it's funny. That's the best trivia question in town. <laughs> Who is the all-time leading scorer? And I actually use that a few times and see if anyone actually knows. Well, you uh, you probably uh, – That would be me. <laughs> you know, it's a 51 field goals, 51. On field goals. Yep. That's third most. So the the offense scored some touchdowns for you too. To <laughs> they did. No, they did. Absolutely. Well, some yeah. So you're here in town in, in Champaign Urbana. What are you up to these days? Uh, you know, running a couple local bars. Uh, one that I'm sure everyone knows, and that's Cam's. And then also uh, helping out with Red Lion a little bit as well. I believe some of the students go to Cam's from time to time. Uh, we see a few students <laughs> here and there. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, your memories when you get back uh, when you come back for games. You're probably here at games a lot, but just when you look back at your time, uh, Rose Bowl season was your last year, right? It, it was my last year, yeah, 2007-2008, yep. So it was a fun play with Martin O'Donnell? It, it yeah, was. You know what? Martin's standing over here. He so. kept me safe. We'll yeah. just say that. You know, <laughs> he kept me protected, and that's the best way to yeah. put it. And couldn't have a better guy to do that. Well, talk about this year's uh, team with McLaughlin. When you watch him, what what stands out to you? It seems to me his leg's gotten stronger. I got to tell you, you know, he's very impressive this season, and I wish him the best luck. And I actually saw him not too long ago, and I told him, break every record I got, man. Mm -hmm. Just do your thing. You know, he's got confidence. He's got athleticism. He's he's very impressive. I'm happy to see, you know, Illinois have another great kicker come through. I forget what the number is, the number of kicks beyond 40 yards. I know the number beyond 50, but yep. um, I mean, and to be that consistent, I mean, what, is, what does it take? to do that confidence uh and you know honestly having a great offensive line having a great snapper holder and just the whole thing so mm -hmm. like i said he's doing incredible uh you know so uh i think he is going to go on and you know just keep on having a great year and just the future is awesome for him potential for the pros you think you know you never you never like to go down that road yeah. but I, I think so i think he's got everything that it takes for it and you know you know, everyone likes to say that kickers are mental, and whatever he's doing, he's got it down. Yeah, it seems to me there's just some thunder when he strikes the ball that wasn't there before. And obviously the distance, I guess you ultimately measure a kicker if they make it or not, right? But oh, you just absolutely. see how he's striking it, and you go, okay, there's, some, there's something there. Yeah, no, he's definitely got the, 
the leg to really be good from anywhere inside of 60. And like I said, I hate talking about kickers because I'm a little superstitious <laughs> when it comes to it. You know, oh, here sure. we go. We're talking about it. And, you know, next thing you know. But, no, like I said, he's the fact that he is so consistent inside of 50 yards or 50 yards and out, it just tells a lot about a kicker. So whatever he's doing, he needs to keep on doing it. Uh, cold weather today. Uh, how could that affect the kicking game? Well, I told you when I sat down here, I usually showed up with sweatpants over my pads when I uh, on games like this. Um, it, it's definitely something to take into consideration. Uh, the ball is going to be a little bit harder. Uh, kicker is going to need to do whatever he can to stay warm on days like this. So you'll us- usually see him by the uh, the heaters on the sideline trying to stay warm or on the bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Jason, it's great to see you. I appreciate you stopping by here while you're yeah. signing some autographs. Good to see you. We'll let you yep. get yep. back to the fans. Okay. And uh, – Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Right. It's a pleasure. Thank Good to you. see you. We appreciate it very okay. much. And uh, Brian Barnhart, before you get back upstairs yes. to get warm again, just uh, one thought for you from on this game. Well, it comes down, I think. Uh, obviously, there's all sorts of things, turnovers and everything else. But I think the biggest stat, and it's the obvious stat of the game, is Illinois second in the conference in rushing, and Iowa is like sixth in the country in rush defense. Can Illinois run the ball on Iowa? Iowa's very traditional offense. They run a lot of tight ends. Their top two receivers are tight ends. Uh, and you've got Hawkinson. You've got Fant. I mean, they go to those guys a lot. They try to run the ball uh, defensively up front. They're very, very good. Um, can Illinois run the ball on this team? That's a question. They didn't do it against Purdue uh, and got beat, you know, uh, pretty easily in that game. So I think they've got to be able to run the ball effectively, do what they do best, keep the score close, get a couple of turnovers, have a special teams special event happen, and you got a shot. We'll see what happens. Okay. Thanks much. Enjoy the All call, right. and happy birthday tomorrow, oh, by yes. the way. Oh, yes, yeah. I appreciate that. I'll send it on a plane tomorrow. So. <laughs> All right. That's Brian Barnhart with the first word. All right, today marks the last home game for several seniors. Some have been through quite a lot of change in this program, including three different head coaches. In talking with them, it's clear today has a lot of meaning as they play for the final time at Memorial Stadium. Here now are some thoughts from Lovey Smith and the seniors who've contributed on the field this season. It's like, you know, an adopted child a little bit. It's, it's they're yours. It's the same as, as any, any other children. And, um, so, yeah, I didn't recruit some of the guys, but we've been together so long. Uh, I didn't think about that until now. To me, it seemed like that I recruited all these players. We did. Our staff did. We've been together so long. and We're all invested in everything together. And uh, But I'm going to, just like the rest, I'm going to miss all of them. It's a heartbreaking day, you know, last game in Warrior Stadium. You know, just looking back and reflecting on all the time and work you put in with this team and this, this program, everything you invested in, and, you know, it's just coming to an end, so it's going to be a tough day. Sounds cliche, but time really does fly. I'm just trying to cherish these last two games and make the most plays I can. I don't know if I'm going to cry. I don't know. I, I might cry. I might. But maybe, maybe, like, before the game or something like that, but not really during the walk or anything, like senior day walk or anything like that, but maybe before the game. just It's just really just the realization, like two games left in your career. Definitely going to miss this place, miss the friends and family here that I made. Uh, I've been trying to avoid thinking about because I don't want to get too caught up in it, but it's definitely going to hit me after the game, and uh, we'll just see how hard it does hit me. Uh, it means a lot. A day for me to play for all my hard work, uh, all the preparation and prayer that I've been doing all my whole journey, so it's cool just to finally, you know, have that day and just play for that day. 
now I'm going to have you know, a bunch of my family here kind of send me and, and the team out on a high note. So it's sad. It's my last game as a player for the Illini, but right. I'll definitely be back all the time supporting them. It was kind of crazy that like, this is it of it. And all the, obviously I have a week of practice after that and hopefully the bowl game, but this is the last time that I'm going to suit up full gear and go out and play. And it's kind of crazy that, because I can remember the first time, first time I ran out, uh, first time I took a snap was a field goal actually. So just, I remember all that. It doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but apparently it was five years ago suddenly. <laughs> uh, so pretty crazy. Man, I mean, through the ups and downs, um, I've just grown so close with this team, the guys that are still around here, the coaches that are here. You know, we've had a bunch of people come in and out, but the people that are in this locker room or in this facility right now, uh, I love them to death, man. This game means everything for me, for this team, for this program. Uh, I can't wait to go out there and just battle hard with my brothers. These players, seniors that are leaving, have excellent leadership on and off the football field, put their time in here, building the program. A lot of them have been in a tough situation, but they've just, they've done everything we've asked them to do. A lot of sacrifice, hard work, and you want to finish it off the right way. So as we talk about this playoff run, yeah, it is for the seniors and, and what they've done for our program, and uh, we want to send them off the right way. And we heard there from Lovey Smith and seniors Delshawn Phillips, Sam Mays, Chase McLaughlin, A.J. Bush, Mikey Dudek, Nick Allegretti, and Austin Roberts. When we come back from Grange Grove, keys to the game, Martin O'Donnell is here. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini game day. It's Fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again... Scott Beatty. We are in Grange Grove outside Memorial Stadium. Final time this year, final home game for Illinois. They're taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes today. And we welcome in Martin O'Donnell, who will be calling the game from the booth. Former All-American lineman. Good to see you, Martin. Always good to be here, Scott. Jason Rita, all-time points leader, just talked with us, credited you for protecting him while he was kicking field goals. Is, do you deserve it's the it? the job. No, I don't deserve any credit for protecting him on kicking field goals. <laughs> No, it's just – I always hated field goal extra points. So. <laughs> well, it's good to see you. Uh, the, the, the talk about this game has been, obviously, Illinois' very good rushing attack and Reggie Corbin versus mm -hmm. Iowa's defense and rushing defense. Is it as simple as coming down to that because, you know, Iowa's offense isn't as potent as some of the other opponents Illinois played, but Illinois' defense still has to play better. Yeah, certainly has to play better. I mean, I really think the big matchup here is Illinois' front seven on defense versus the Iowa rushing attack. I mean, Nate Stanley has really kind of struggled to throw the ball here lately. He had a little bit of a hand injury earlier in the season and really struggled there. But the one thing Iowa has traditionally been able to do is run the ball. Now, the numbers won't bear that out for this year thus far, but you watch them, you watch them on film, you say, okay, they got some running backs that can roll through there. They still have an Iowa offensive line right there. And I think if I'm Iowa, that game plan is just come in and just try to run the ball against Illinois. And if the Illinois defense shows up, the one that showed up against Minnesota, well, then I'm really interested to see what the rest of this game plays out. But I think Illinois is going to be able to run the ball on Iowa. They've been able to run the ball on everybody. I don't think it'll be to the extent that they did against Minnesota or against Nebraska last year, last week. But um, that's really what I think is really important is the Illinois front seven against the Iowa rushing attack. A lot of folks scratching their heads about Iowa's Noah Fant, who's this incredible tight end but hasn't really touched the ball that much. And I think he had one catch for no yards last week. It, it, 
Do you think he'll be much more involved this week? Yeah, I mean, the Iowa passing attack really runs through their tight ends. It's Fant, and then Hawkinson is a guy that they use an awful lot. Illinois has struggled against the tight end this year significantly. They really struggled against South Florida. That's been something consistent that they've had issues with. If I'm the Iowa Hawkeyes, when I go to pass the ball, I'm looking for those big guys. And then senior day. I don't know what you remember about senior day, but I assume there's, well, we just heard, there's a lot of extra emotion coming into this day. How could that play into it? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, what we saw last time Illinois took the field here at Memorial Stadium was it was Dad's Day. You know, guys were playing for their fathers. I think there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in that. You know, the eight, nine seniors that they have here, you want the younger guys to play for the seniors in the entire senior season, but it really, you know, comes to a head here on senior day. These guys have been through an awful lot. So I think that emotion could certainly play into it. And, again, I think kind of like Minnesota, if Illinois can come out, get a couple of good plays early, Boom, you're right back in the game, and then you're off. Let's boil it down. Keys to the game are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign and Culligan of Muhammad. Hard water in your home. Culligan of Muhammad has been treating water since 1948. Culligan is the better water company. Google Culligan of Muhammad today or call Jeremy at 217-586-2313. You touched on some points, but let's go with Illinois' offense. What's key there? Uh, you know, I think Illinois offensively the key is really to be able to get enough of the passing game going in order to make Iowa respect that. So to be able to spread them out kind of east to west across the field, I think that's going to be big. We saw last week receivers having trouble catching the ball. Guys need to step up in the passing game to keep that running game open. And on the defensive side? Takeaway. Takeaways. I mean, Illinois has to get takeaways there, and I think a big key for the entire game is going to be turnovers. If Illinois wins the turnover battle uh, and I think wins the turnover margin by about, you know, plus two, I think Illinois wins the game. Now, they turned the ball over a ton last week against Nebraska. That ultimately was really what did them in, so they're going to have to do that, take care of it on offense and take it away on defense. Martin, good to see you. We'll see you upstairs. Thanks. Martin O'Donnell will be calling the game alongside Brian Barnhart in uh, just a little bit over an hour or so. And our keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Next up, we'll hear from Lovey Smith, Rod Smith, and Iowa's Kirk Ferentz, Coach's Corner, on Fighting Illini Game Day. Back in Grange Grove outside Memorial Stadium, we're in the uh, former letter winner autograph tent, some former football players, and some other sports. Kenny Battle signing autographs right now from the Flying Illini. Isaiah Martinez, one of the all-time great Illini wrestlers, is here, along with Garrett Johnson and Chris James from the football team. So stop on by and see us. Time now for the Coach's Corner. Welcome back to the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. I'm Scott Beatty. Illinois football home for the final time this year in senior day against Iowa. The Illini look for their fifth win. Time now for the Coach's Corner. It's brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert steers you in the right direction. A whole team of them takes you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by Clark Lindsay. Since Illinois and Iowa were grouped in the same division back in 2014, there's a familiarity with the Hawkeyes. It's a team that's brought consistent execution, even without many surprises on the field. With Illinois head coach Levy Smith also calling the defense, he says a lot rests on the Illini's front four. I mean, it's a team that we're running straight. Not a whole lot of uh, debate on what they're going to do or try to do to us. Defensive line will really need to step up. Games like this is always about both sides, you know, offensive and defensive line. That'll definitely be the case. But defensive line-wise, we need to really show up and attack this run. But Smith says not to overlook the pass. Well, when you can run the football that way, it opens up, 
you know, situations in the passing game, one-on-one -on -one situations, you have to commit to stopping the run. And that leaves them one-on-one -on -one situations outside. When they pass the football, we need to be able to cover them. You know, most people play them the same. It's not like there's prevent defense you're going to play against them. It's stop the run, press, man type coverage. Uh, that's what we'll be. That's what we'll be doing, and that's what most teams have done against them. From the other side, offensive coordinator Rod Smith sizes up the Hawkeye defense. Just a very good football team. I mean, they're, they're top ten defense in the country. Uh, I think they're number six in the country against rush defense. They're not even allowing 100 yards rushing per game. They're not even allowing 300 yards of total offense per game. So just a stout, very good defense that, uh, you know, is going to be a tremendous challenge for us. We'll try to put our heads together, put a game plan moving forward and see if we can do something. I mean, you could say that, that we like to run the football and they like to stop the run. So something's going to happen, right? Both ain't going to happen. Somebody's going to be smiling and somebody's not. Indeed, the Hawkeyes rank second in the Big Ten in scoring defense, rushing defense, and total defense. But the Illini have the eighth best rushing offense in the country. In a moment, hear from Iowa head coach Kirk Ferentz next on the Coach's Corner. We're back on the Coach's Corner. Earlier this year, Iowa head coach Kirk Ferentz, the dean of Big Ten coaches, became Iowa's all-time winningest coach. But now the 6-4 and four Hawkeyes are reeling from a three-game losing streak and a division title is out of the picture. Still, Ferentz praises his squad. You know, you have goals, lofty uh, uh, goals and lofty expectations. And uh, the bottom line is, you know, I think this football team this year has really worked hard. I've said that consistently. They've worked hard. They've had a great attitude. I think they've showed up and competed hard. And that's, uh, you know, uh, something to be, I think, that's commendable. Uh, certainly the first seven weeks went better for us than the last three, and that, that's certainly disappointing for each and every one of us. But, you know, that, that's part of the deal. They've been tough losses, two points, six points, four points. And uh, I know that's disappointing for our fans. It's more disappointing for our players, as you can imagine, with just all the investment that they've made. And, uh, but that, that's part of the deal. Ferentz gave a window earlier this week into how the Hawkeyes would practice. We're not, we're not going to work longer because it's late in the season. I think that's uh, uh, really not wise. Uh, but we do have to work smarter and, and work a little bit better and just keep working to make little improvements, hoping that those will carry over the ball game. But I think, you know, we've got great senior leadership. We've got a bunch of guys that are, are really invested. Yeah, and they have to help uh, in the closet trying to educate some of the younger guys so we can move this thing a little faster and, and get back in the winning column. That, that'll be our sole goal this week. Ferentz says his players now have a choice. It really goes down to two things for a football team or anybody. Uh, when, you, when you face disappointment, you know, you're either going to pull together, you're going to divide, or you're going to fight and compete, or you're going to surrender. And uh, you know, there really aren't, aren't options in either one of those choices. So, you know, the, the choice is to push forward and uh, maximize the opportunities moving forward. I'm really uh, comfortable and confident our team will do that. Uh, and that, that's where we're at right now. If Iowa wins today, Ferentz would join the 150-win club as a Big Ten coach. Just four others have done that. Joe Paterno, Bo Schembechler, Amos Alonza-Stag, and Woody Hayes. That's the Coach's Corner brought to you by Clark Lindsay, where residents come first, celebrating 40 years. Also brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. Our thanks to the folks at the U of I and Cassie Arner for allowing us to be a part of things down here at Grange Grove. There's much more coming up upstairs from Brian Barnhart, Steve Kelly, and Martin O'Donnell. I'm Scott Beatty. I'll talk with you afterwards for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. 
on Newstalk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations.